Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the PHNX Rising Show presented by uh, by DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And also don't forget to leave a five-star review. My name is Ramon Chavez, and I am joined by my partner, Owen Evans. How you doing, sir? I'm back in Arizona. That's good, yeah. man. You went a little trip around the nation's capital? Did I see that on Twitter? Yeah, or... got, got a little bit canceled on sunday night coming back the flight uh stuck in virginia but hey i'm back now i'm back now that's what's i'm glad to have you back Uh, (laughs) i know i know it's uh, always crazy traveling especially uh this time of the year for some reason a lot of a lot of flights are getting canceled never a good thing but uh owen we have a big show today lots to talk about obviously (laughs) not the result we wanted this weekend rising fell to loudon at loudon by the score of four to three uh you were actually we were also able to actually put up a poll on our Twitter account, uh, PHNX underscore underscore rising, and we will get you the results and some comments, some very interesting comments that we got from our followers there as well. So we'll talk about that. Uh, some updates from today's press conference. Uh, some of the boys and Rick Schantz, uh had the opportunity to speak to the media, and uh, Owen, you got uh, you were able to get some clips, so we'll, we'll talk about those a little bit later. And then we, we just keep going. We just keep going. We're going to review the USL Week in Action, and then also it's U.S. Open Cup time, so it's the quarterfinal, so we'll talk about that a little bit just because you know we got our hearts broken a few few weeks ago with that as well so uh owen let's just get started let's talk about what happened on saturday you were there now that it's been a few days uh how are you feeling what do you think about the game and then what's your overall mood right now can i give you one word let's do it loudon i don't think it really needs to be more than that does it look <laughs> this is a team that had scored 11 goals going into that game Yep, and they somehow get four against Rising. It's it's just not good enough, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was just incredible just watching it because I I remember I'm uh, like I have my setup here, I have my TV right there, and you know Quinn scored, and I'm like, cool, this, this is gonna be a game where we're gonna have fun. It's gonna be a fun game. I even tweeted, Quinn gets us on the board early, yay! And then Loudon get get on the board, and I'm just like, okay, let's all relax, let's get back into the in the flow of the th- uh, of the game, and then you tweeted something about the next goal that Loudon in. And I'm like, it can't possibly happen again. And boom, the next goal just happens minutes later. And it was just like, it like the house just basically fell down. Everybody was just kind of throwing up their shoulders, their hands up. And it was like, it was like really sad to see, honestly, if you ask me. Yeah. it. I mean, the two goals in quick succession really just kind of, Took a lot of the wind out of the sails. Right? Didn't really leave you feeling there was any chance for comeback. You go one one goal down and you always think, okay, it's mm-hmm. doable. Because yeah. much the same as a lot of those teams score on the odd goal that they somehow, you know, manage to sneak in, even if it's against the run of play. Mm-hmm. You can do the exact same going the other way around. It only takes a little bit of luck. But to concede two, then suddenly it's, okay, this is a real uphill battle from here. Mm-hmm. And especially the way they've been playing lately i fear that when you go in that kind of a that kind of a position and you're trailing by a couple of goals i just don't think they've got the confidence at the moment to to make yeah. that up mm-hmm. yeah no it was it was rough to watch and we saw the comeback like the last 10 minutes of the game and that's that's actually the part where i got really upset because we've seen this movie before we've seen them go down in games where we where we're like, what is going on? This isn't the rising we know, you know, all this stuff. And then, you know, comes the 80th minute. And for some reason, they're able to turn it on maybe a few more, you know, decibels, let's say, than the usual just tempo that they're doing. So, like, that's what upset me the most, because it's like, guys, if you do this maybe a few minutes before this, you wouldn't be in this situation. We wouldn't be talking about this and you wouldn't be 11th in the Western Conference right now. That's that's the difference right there. It's just too little too late. And we've seen that too many times. It it really makes you wonder what exactly is going on. Um, mm-hmm. And you can't expect to go into these games and kind of, you know, coast around a little bit at times. And and then the other team score a couple of goals and you, oh, it's fine because you'll just come back late. Oh, no, mm-hmm. no, you don't. Especially not when you're losing by three goals going into the 90th yeah. minute. You know, yeah. it's... 
Yeah, even even against a team that's historically as bad as Loughton has been, you can't do that. It's not that this, this isn't a league where you can coast by, by like that, especially uh, with the way Rising is, play, is playing. Um, I was able to read a very interesting note. Uh, John Morrissey from USL Tactics, he had a great piece about Phoenix Rising uh, come out the, either today or yesterday. I don't remember. But basically, he's basically talking about how the lack of production from the forwards, and he highlighted Santi Moore especially, um, is really hurting rising. You know, he he talks about the defensive mistakes and how they've they've been one of the key issues for rising, but he highlights um uh Santi Moore, who's supposed to kind of take the mantle of kind of like the creative force and the offensive force um after the uh after Solomon Asante was not was not brought back as well as John Vaccaro left. So it kind of highlighted really well if you really wanted to get down to the nitty gritty of it of what's going on this season is the offensive output isn't there from the forward that's supposed to ring the goals and the defense is really really bad so that's just a recipe for disaster but the defending has always been kind of susceptible to those kind of errors right that's nothing mm-hmm. new yeah it's just that rising would score four or five goals up at the other end and then mm-hmm. you don't really have to care the fact you concede one or two is is in irrelevance at that point but they're not doing it right now. It isn't yeah. clicking. The wings in particular have been a, a real point of struggle. Santi just hasn't hit form at all this season. Mm-hmm. Marcus Epps hasn't hit form at all this season. That's why he's watching from the bench right now a lot yeah. of the time. Um, Joey Kalistri, when he started on the wing, didn't have a great game, couldn't finish. And... It's just not really support. I mean, Babu Kajai came in on the wing in the last game, and I didn't think he was bad, but the finishing wasn't there. And so, yeah, again, it's like we're just going back to the same old problems, which is if you're not creating goals from the wings, where are you now creating goals from? Mm-hmm. I know that Rick said that he actually thought they looked better with two up top um, in the in the game on Saturday and they have without two up top. So you had really good chances, you know, if uh, it's, it's just, you just got to make at least one, you know, especially when you're that open. Um, some more stats here from the John Morrissey article. Um, Phoenix has allowed 2.07 goals per 90 this year, nearly doubling 2021's rate of 1.09 a game. So when you're giving up another goal and you're not scoring at all, <laughs> definitely going to see those, uh, those uh, L's in, in the, um in the season so um and then just to finish off here he says that the they just can't you know more in apps marcus apps simply can't keep keep scoring at such an incredible low rate the side as a whole has converted just 10 percent of their shots well below the league average of near 15 percent. so that just tells you the whole story right there and and basically what has to improve um Today, uh, Owen, you were able to speak to to Rick in the uh, in the press conference, and uh, he had a message for the locker room after this loss. And and you know you were able to get the video of that, so let's go ahead and, and see what he had to say. Uh, a lot of things. Uh, most importantly, is create the winning culture again. Uh, you have to really focus on the small moments, the small victories. Um, confidence is a funny thing, you know. Momentum is a funny thing, and. Um, the team right now is is lacking both. Um, we got an early goal and uh, everything, everyone felt good, but then we, I think the confidence got to us a bit. We started to change what was the game plan and and it hurt us. Uh, we got exposed in the middle of the field because of the lack of, of numbers, but then you see, you know, one mistake leads to another and, and next thing you know, they're, they're probably thinking in their minds, oh, oh my gosh, it's gonna happen again. Um, so the first 20 minutes, I think, cool heads, calm, good game plan, good execution, good quality, and we're winning 1-0. The last 10 or 15 minutes, it's desperation, and they played like the hair's on fire. So I think the solution is somewhere between there. Um, and what I've told them is that we have to start focusing and training on every action, being good. Um, no more cut out the mistakes in training, cut out the bad passes, cut out dribbling. Um, best way to do that is big numbers, small spaces, more actions in training, but more intensity. So um, from a psychological standpoint, I think I explained to the guys today that fear is, you know, our body has reactions to fear and psychologically there, there are, you know, four typical reactions. It's, you know, fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. In sports, it's just two. 
you either step up to the fear and you stand up to to, to what you're afraid of and, and you stay calm, cool and collected and, and you achieve or you run from it and you know you there are some athletes may not play some athletes may do the minimum to to hide or to not expose themselves and right now I asked them I said I'm sure there's fear I have fear um, but I told them the the you know they need to stay focused on the the team they need to f- stay focused on playing as a unit and uh, the best way to do that again is to, to limit the touches in training uh, they have to move for one another. They have to work for one another. And you cannot be selfish in a moment like this. Uh, you have to give, and you have to give everything to the team. And um, and then we need some luck. You know, I've, I've, this has been a bad run that, that has had just as much bad luck and injury as, as anything. So you couple that with uh, some poor quality, and that's where we're at. But time to just start getting wins. So obviously I was there to hear that today. Ramon, you were not. So you're hearing that for the first time there. What do you think then? You know, what's your first reaction to hearing that from Rick? Uh, I mean, Pat has a really good comment here. <laughs> and I think, yes, it does sound like a repeat of the last interviews uh, for the last six weeks. I mean, but I, what else can you tell a team like that? You know, you're going through a rough stretch or you're doing everything you can in practice. And like, I, and, and I think he kind of has a really good point. Rick Shantz has that it may be psychological at this point that you're so, you know, deep down the well that you might kind of start freezing up in these moments where typically given the history of the players in this team, they wouldn't, they would perform really well. So it's just about getting that confidence back. And that's what kind of, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but it's, it's, half of me it's like i don't think this is really rick Shant's like fault like what else could he do you know if the players are just not performing on the field so and yeah i'll, I'll leave that till later on but yeah that's that's how i felt about his statement you're leaving that one till later on then because we are going to discuss that in a bit more detail um i i just feel as though uh, and it is he's very same-ish and i i know that it's it's hard because a lot of the performances have been very kind of same-ish let's be honest the mm-hmm. They're just hitting that point now where it's getting disappointing. And it's hard as well, right? And I, I will say in Rick's defense, it's hard for us sitting here talking about it to try and be like, okay, how do we kind of find something new to talk about in this when often it does feel like it's the same errors time after time, or it's the same yeah. individual things that we could pick up on. And and I mean it's hard enough for us to get talking about this at times. I, I'm <laughs> sure you'd agree with me on that one, Ramon. Yeah, no, I mean it, it. It's rough to see the 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 play on the field because we both know that they could do a lot better, and that's why their frustrations from the the fans and and everybody else is coming from. You know, you could see it on the on the chat right now that it's like there's all these questions, and they're and they're working as hard as I can. I'm assuming, but it's it's just tough to continue to talk about it, and it's disheartening because you know we we know these guys can play a lot better than that. Yeah, and I I mean, I, again, I guess just to my point there, which is. I've always said, you know, I'm not a big fan of just kind of expecting it's fine, things will turn around. Mm-hmm. You know, what we're seeing is not improvement week on week. And and so I'm just really getting nervous almost here to a point that how is this going to turn around, mm-hmm. especially with a really tough run coming up? I. I don't quite know what they're going to be able to do to fix things at this point. Yeah, no, I I saw today it's the first day of summer, and then I'm like, well, July's coming up, and that means a really rough stretch for for rising. So they have to do well this upcoming game. We'll talk about this more on Thursday, but this is is a a critical moment in their season. Um, I do want to shout out everybody in the chat right now, Pat, Michael, Bonnie, I always get to see you guys. We got Harry here. Awesome. Phoenix Rising 112. Thank you so much, guys, for lighting up the chat. Always appreciate your comments here. Um, Owen, if if I could interject a little bit, because it's hard to not be cynical about this sort of stuff, right? And and kind of look at the negative side. But I wanted to, I, like, when I was doing my, my research today, I was like, what, what's something that we can kind of talk about that's a little bit more positive? Because I know sometimes, like, we've we're been told that positivity we're... now. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's like a needle in the They've got three game. points out of six games, Ramon. Why are we being positive? But, but I'm not, I'm not being positive as far as, like, the team itself. But the situation. Let me explain. So the only silver lining that I could find in this situation is that 
Yes, Rising is in 11th place. They got 21 points. But the gap between third place and 11th place in the Western Conference is only four points. And a lot of the teams ahead of Rising have played either one or a couple more games than they have this season. That's the silver lining that I found today. So let's say that they get a victory in, in Vegas. They perform well the, the week after. You're looking at them getting back into kind of like that playoff middle of the pack position. Now, if you would tell me that and say, hey, they're in fifth, sixth, fourth place, whatever, given what we've seen this season, I would be perfectly fine with that. So I know everybody in the chat, y'all can roast me. It's fine. But I'm trying to find a, a positive outlook because outlook, I just don't want to be negative the entire hour that we're here. So that's you know what? what do you think of what I just said? I'm going to roast you. I'm going to roast okay. you because I don't no fundamentally no believe at this moment, I do not believe Rising goes to Vegas and gets three points. Now, they might get three points at home to Orange County, but what okay. happens then? They go away to Louisville and Memphis. They possibly get utterly smacked in both of those games. Yep. The way that they're playing at the moment, the way that those other teams have performed this season, mm. I, I I just fear that there's a real need for a turnaround right now. And looking ahead at the games that are coming up, that's not a momentum-building run of games. Yeah, Because even if you win one of them, the likelihood is the next one is going to prove a real challenge. You just can't build momentum in that kind of a, mm -hmm. an environment. And so, yes, there are games in hand and all of that kind of stuff, but I don't know. That's, not, that's all I'm saying, though. It, the, the gap enough, is only four points. Yeah, so it's not, not if you keep playing like you have in no, the last definitely, definitely. six games. I, yeah. I completely agree with that. Like I said, I'm just saying, if we look at the standings, we see how everybody else is performing. Rising is, is I don't want to say it's okay, because obviously they're not okay, but they're they're in a, a, in a spot where they can make up what they've you know given up so that's all i'm saying i know everybody in the chat is not happy with what i said but just keep that in mind moving forward and again hopefully they're able to, to get a result I like, I like this comment here i like this comment so what you're saying is we have to wait longer to see us barely miss the payoff playoff line thanks for a moment that's reassuring come on Durden. come on i gotta <laughs> find something good to talk about or positive at least okay whatever enough of that um uh, Owen, uh, in the in the press conference today, you also got uh, the chance to speak to some of the players, one of them being Santi Moore and regarding his feelings of, of how Rick is doing and, and how the, the locker room is feeling. So let's go ahead and hear what uh, Santi had to say. Well, I think Rick is, is, is great in keeping the group together. Even at our worst moments, he's, he's always trying to, to cheer everybody up and, and you know, uh, we are, <laughs> he's the one that says, like, we are all scared for our jobs and our, uh, you know, like, if we don't win, probably we, we, we don't keep playing or we don't have a contract next year where, like, all these things uh, happen in, in this sport. But he's the one that keeps everybody, you know, uh, like, positive and we are on board with him. I think we, we can turn this around and, and we, we will. All right, so that's a really good one to lead us on, I think, to our next segment. But before we do that, Ramon, I think people need a little uh, infusion of some positivity here and maybe to chill a bit before we get into this next topic. Yeah, so, just uh, stop roasting me on the chat, everybody. No, I'm just kidding. I always, always appreciate the comments. But um, yeah, if you guys need to, to relax a little bit, I know it's been tough these past few weeks. You guys can definitely check out our friends at OG's Brands. OG's, they actually just launched their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor, perfect for summer, piña colada a perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend that's just in time for those summer road trips and pool parties. And speaking of pool parties, OGs and Owen is taking over Maya Dekla. I'm just kidding. Not Owen. I am, we'll uh, no, we'll I'm, I'm stuck in Vegas. No, you're coming back the next weekend. day. You can make it. Uh, but anyway, OGs is uh, going to be taking over Maya Day Club in Scottsdale this month on June 25th. Be sure to say what's up to us if you are able to make the event. Some of our PHNX crew will be there. I will try to be there. We'll see if I can make it. And then uh, you guys can definitely check out OGs online at OGsBrands.com and on Instagram at, at OGsBrands. You can also find their product at your local dispensary. You must be 21 years or older to purchase. All right, Owen, what do we got coming up? Well, I hear that if you go and take the OGs, then, you know, it actually makes the games look better and you think they <laughs> perform well. A lot of OGs are going to need. Um, I mean, good, you know, good for them. Maybe good for us. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. All right. So today we put the poll out just to see the controversy. We've poll. seen a lot of seen a lot of negativity on social media. We know that that's, you know, just <laughs> it's a lot of negativity, but it's hard to judge sometimes what the 
the genuine feeling is. Now, obviously caveating that this isn't a scientific poll, it's a Twitter poll, right? This, yeah, is, this not, is what you got to go off of. We yeah. are not statisticians in that sense to, to be out taking taking these polls. But let's have a look. What is the poll result from today on whether people think that Rising needs to move on from Rick or not? So here is the result. 44.1% of people say it's time for Rick to go. 279 saying that he should stay. And the remaining 279 saying they aren't sure. So only just over one in four of the respondents to the poll today believe that Rick Shantz, that they would lend their support truly behind Rick Shantz at this point. Hmm. I... Given given the outspoken manner that that rising fans have been on social media, I am surprised that it's below fifty percent. That's that that's what my feeling is saying. I know it's one of four that you're saying that, uh, but I I'm very surprised about that. I don't know what everybody else in the chat fifty six percent have lost. Their yeah, I, I think the other thing to remember here: if you take out those who haven't expressed a preference either way, so you take out mm. the unsures, you mm. end up with about sixty-one percent of people say that it's time for Rick to leave. So, I think what I take out of this is that you've got two really quite, you know, sizable groups at least, mm -hmm. both in favour of him staying and him leaving, and that's really going to cause some problems. Yeah. That's hard to get around, not least because you have to think about the fact that, you know, ultimately at some point soon, the board are going to have to make a decision probably. Yeah, no, it's it, like we said earlier, it's, it's going to be a rough <laughs> time in July, especially playing teams like Memphis and Louisville and stuff like that. So, if it doesn't get better, I I can definitely see it. And but I can tell, like, I feel like I have like an angel and a devil like on my shoulders, you know, like one saying, you know, get get rid of this guy, you know, this isn't how Rising should be playing. And then on the other side, it's like, well, he's done so much, give him time. There's a lot of injuries. There's lack of form from some of the key players. It's not necessarily the fault. So I kind of kind of in unsure boat, but because it's like either way, I feel like both sides are justified. If that makes sense. I feel like, though, and this is this is where you really get into the problem, which is that the longer this carries on, the more entrenched people are going to get in their views. Mm -hmm. And I fear that we're going to end up in a situation soon whereby if they sack him, it's going to end negatively. If they don't sack him, stuff will end negatively. And you you kind of have to wonder at some point in that, you you end up with almost one way out unless the results unless like how is unless the results turn around but they better turn around quickly I think mm -hmm. to, to have mm -hmm. any real chance of regaining support at all we're talking of a lengthy win streak now looking forward this isn't the stagger out of this run this is a you've got to come out sprinting um I, I just feel as though you're going to get to a point whereby almost the only thing you can do for the benefit of the club even is that you have to take seriously the question of whether Rick needs to ask himself whether he's doing well by the club by staying mm -hmm. um, and take ownership of that decision himself. And that's a, it's a tough one. That's it's hard to ask anyone ever really to, to go and quit their job because they're, you know, causing problems. It, it's just difficult, isn't it? I mean, um, we we've seen it. I think uh, if I'm correct, Tulsa just let go of their coach as well. Am I? If I'm getting this correct, um, and it's and that's the thing. Like, so when you when you think about it, so if if you let go of Rick, you know this in the middle of the season, and the results don't come, right? They continue playing that the way that they are. Then you can kind of say, well, it's the players, right? But if you let Rick kind of finish out the season, let's say it doesn't improve as well, then you let him go at the end of the season and then you kind of retool with players and find a new coach. What option is best at this time? Do you feel, and I think that's what kind of ownership and, and maybe supporters should ask themselves too, is like, do you feel like this squad that Rising has right now is championship material at the the way that they've been playing the season? And is, and is, is Rick the, the person that's kind of hindering that? 
from them. The way, they, the way they've been playing this season, not a chance in hell. Exactly. Look, so let's so new coach the in the middle line. of the season. What are you expecting? Are you expecting a, a a long playoff run, or are you expecting to just get to the playoffs? So what's what what as as a fan, and you know, if I if I'm part of the ownership, what what can we expect if we do bring in that new coach? Are we expecting like, hey, we're gonna go all the way to championship because that's the what we wanted this season, or like, how do you measure success if you do let go of Rick right now? Well, it's all. <sighs> It's tough, right? Because there's two mm -hmm. different ways to approach this, which is people will say that it's the end of the season. It's not. It's not necessarily the end of the season. Things can be turned around. Equally, though, you also have to couple that with a change in expectations, which is it doesn't rule things out if you change mm -hmm. the coach. However, it's, you can't hold them to the same standard as a guy who's just completely, you know, had the opportunity to overhaul the team to fill them with their own guys. I mean, that's the point. Every, everyone here is a, a Rick Shantz guy pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. This is a team that is people that Rick wanted here, that he brought in. Dope, and, yeah. yeah. And there you are. It, you've got to expect playoffs regardless who takes over. Bobby says the players can manage themselves next year. Championship or bust. I, I tend to agree. I think no. ultimately if you bring someone in, Bring mm -hmm. someone in, and the goal has to be making the playoffs. And I think that's the minimum expectation. And quite frankly, the talent on the team is here to more than make the playoffs. Um, mm -hmm. But I'd accept that a new manager coming in, you can't necessarily expect the world of them before they've been given the opportunity to kind of make the, the team in their own mark. But yeah. playoffs would be the minimum. Equally, yeah, though, I, I, I just... And and that, the fact that we're questioning here whether Rising will make the playoffs under Rick at the moment, that's a real problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and then that's and <laughs> I think that's that's basically the you're summing up the situation right now. Like, what what do you do? You know, do you let this ride out? Do you see if the change can spur you know a, a change within the squad and the team? It's it's a tough decision, man. I'm I'm you know I'm glad we're on this side of the <laughs> of of things because it's not it's not going to be easy. It's not fun at all. So it's it's definitely uh, something to watch for sure. But then there's there's even more to it as well, which is that we're about to hit a, a time of the year that is really challenging, really challenging for rising to pulling crowds because it's the summer. It is hot out there, and it can be uncomfortable sitting at that stadium sometimes. You've got to oh, give people time. a reason to come out, right? And Look, Dollar Bionite is not coming back. We know that. Mm -hmm. So what reasons are you giving them? Traditionally, it was we're going to put out a top team on the field that are going to go out and play a really exciting game mm -hmm. and, you know, going to win. But I, I just, at this point, yeah. you know, what, what's inspiring people? Why would you go out and sit in 110-degree weather to go and watch the performances that Rising have been offering up at the moment? There's no Dollar Beer. Ticket prices have gone out, have gone up. It's hot. It's a long drive for some people. And and the the field the 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 display on the field isn't great. That's that's five reasons right there why like you shouldn't go. But it's I don't know. It's it's I think that's just you just the, that's the state of the team right now. Yeah. So yeah, not not good, but hopefully it can turn around. You know, right, while, we're, while we're on this, should we take oh, a yeah. look? Because obviously with the Twitter poll, we did have people who expanded on the comments on their and gave us some comments. So, Ramon, if you want to read these out as we go along. Mm -mm -mm. All right. All right. So, uh, Tom here, he said, when Rick said today that management thinks he will get the job done, what in the heck is he talking about? The job is winning championships, not feeding an MLS team or crawling into a playoff spot and hoping for some miracle. The job is creating excitement for fans. Great so far. Tom gives Rick an F. Wow, that's pretty good. It's tough. Injuries have plagued the squad this year like no other years have. Players don't look match ready, and the quality hasn't been there for the last few weeks. I hate to say it, but even the low knees haven't been the greatest pickups. We need a leader. That's from uh, Taco Taco Mish at Taco Mish. I don't think I'm, I don't disagree with that one either. And uh, Johnny Mack, uh, I think it, it is time to uh, to let Rick go. We are not getting better, and there is no light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, we have had injuries. So has every team, but the players who are coming in, remember, this is the deepest ro roster we have ever had, are failing to deliver. 
Well, there's some of these comments and that one there, the deepest rust we ever had, of course, was a Rick comment. And sometimes these comments just seem to come back to haunt, don't they? I mean, it's like last last year with the like, you know, we've been on vacation for six weeks. And then you get into the playoffs and drop out in the first round. It kind of comes back to bite you, but more comments to come. Um, Phoenix Rising 112 says, no, I don't believe it will be the magical fix people think it will be. To me, this is short-sighted thinking uh, and ignores many of the other issues we're having this year. Yeah, I get it. The buck stops with Rick Schantz, but he's not the person who was actually responsible, who's actually responsible for getting the ball in the back of the net. Very good point. And uh, the thugs here, <laughs> he says, look, I think Rick for giving us those great moments um 2020 finalist 2019 regular season with that amazing unbeaten streak but it seems his tactics and mentality are not working for this club anymore locker room is lost players look sluggish on the field we need a change yeah one more time uh, one more here with uh with bg487 it's really hard to say given other factors that are affecting the, the team special injury uh injuries i think it started when san diego beat us at home which gave other teams the confidence to say if they can do it we can as well uh, that said, chemistry is something a coach cultivates and hasn't. I I think a lot of those comments kind of hit it on you know the nail on the head where it's like you, you can see it on the field that the chemistry isn't there as years pass. So it, it's you can kind of point finger at the the coach for that, but uh, I think all of them have very <laughs> very uh very valid points. Yeah, it's it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. And I think that as, as we look to look to this, we've got to as well bear in mind that for obvious reasons, you know, you don't necessarily want to cheer for a guy to lose his job, especially at this level of the game where no. jobs aren't easy to come by. Um, you don't fall down into a lower division because there's very little left. Um, I think that that said that something really needs to change at this club and and ultimately, when it comes down to that, knowing that this is a team that Rick ultimately has his ha- fingerprints all over and that isn't performing at the moment, it, yeah. the, the buck has to stop somewhere. It can't just be a... And the other thing to note on that as well, there's a lot of history there, yes, but this club didn't show any of that regard when Solomon Asante was let go at the end of last season. The guy Ooh. won two MVP awards. The guy Ooh. won two MVP awards. No, so I, I'm being serious here now. Why do we okay, afford okay. one person that and not another? Yeah. Yeah? Do, do you? Do, I mean, can you really disagree with that? Because... It's, you don't make a, a bad point. I completely agree with that. That why is it so easy to let go of a two-time league MVP? And if we're talking about nostalgia and what's happened in the past, why don't we apply that to the head coach? And I understand that point of view as well. It's tough, right. man. Yeah, look at Thomas. Look, look at over here. Look, I mean, it's sport is a business, right? And at the end of the day, it's not about what you've done in the past. It's what about you? It's about what you're doing now, what you're going to do in the future. And mm-hmm. and right now, the the results are poor, and something yeah. desperately needs to change. And ultimately, you're you're looking to you're looking to the coach to have the ideas and the answers to get out of that hole. And if they can't, mm-hmm. then that's when you end up needing a new coach to come in. So. I it's 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 a difficult one, but here's the thing: I think we've really got to think about over these next few weeks. We have mm-hmm. gotten ourselves into the position where every passing week, effectively now, you're going into a week whereby the answer is win or risk it happening this week. I think that that's really okay because the only way you ever guarantee you can mm-hmm. ever guarantee they probably aren't going to pull the trigger is when you win the game that week. Yeah. Anything else, any kind of drop points, you can't afford sluggish kind of stuff. So I I just, I don't know. It's it's getting into that point now. And I fear that with the, the amount of fans have started to turn, we have mm-hmm. already hit that kind of point of no return with the one exception being a very lengthy winning streak. And that right now, I just can't see happening anytime soon. Hey, you know what they say, winning solves everything. So, 
Um, all right, Owen, let's go ahead and uh, keep it going here. So you, we were able to get some updates from today's press conference as well. There were uh, maybe an injury or two at the Loudon game. So uh, were you able to get an answer on that? Yeah, so uh, it actually first came up uh, talking a bit about Babu on the wing. So this is all rolled into one. So uh, just enjoy the, the update on the injuries. Can you speak a little bit about uh, Baba Parajai on the left-hand side, just a little bit higher up the pitch? Yeah, I thought he was very dangerous. You know, he was one of the few players in that game that throughout the whole game played with a lot of energy and, and showed a lot of danger. The, the end product wasn't as good as we would like, um, but he was he was dangerous, and I love the energy he plays with. Um, unfortunately, he took a little bit of a knock and, and uh, aggravated again in training today, so we're, we're hoping that he'll be okay. Is there anyone else that is doubtful or that you can tell us about for Friday? Um, I don't know, the list is long. Um, Kevin Lambert is recovering. You know, all the traveling that Kev was going through, um, he had a non-COVID-related illness uh, that stopped him from starting the game. And he went in, and then after the game was not feeling well at all. And, um, you know, that's kind of his character. Is he, was, he said, I'll do anything I can for the team. Fortunately, getting him back safely, he's, he's doing better. He's on the mend. Um, James Musa, I think, is, you know, it, again, it came down to fitness, but we can't wait any longer. Um, I think Cozy had some cramping issues. Uh, that's really, right now, uh, if I went through the whole roster, I could, everyone's got something wrong with them, but I bet every team has that. And you expecting Luis to be back for Friday? No. Good sneak of the, the question there. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so let's start at the beginning. So he says that there's a lengthy list of injuries right now. And, you know, I yeah. mean, given the, the the time of the that we're at in the season, that's pretty much every team right now. But um, which one of these injuries concerns you the most? I, I fear at the moment, and it's, it's kind of a combination thing because some of these guys are, you know, if you're missing one, it's fine. You can get another in. It's when you're missing multiple. Now, I do think that Luis, just as that older head, is needed. Really, really desperately needed. His impact in the game, you just can't understate it. Um, the, the problem is, is that then, of course, when you lose a guy like like Kevin Lambert as well, and he's we don't know if he'll be available. Uh, he may not be available um Kose may not be available Arturo is out for a while still I I just I, Can you I afford to do that then if you if like you're saying that so many players are out especially midfield players can you afford to say well Le- Luis is just not gonna play yeah like that to me is a really big issue at that point because if yeah if now you're purposely saying well I have some issues with this player, you know, whatever situation is going on. Before we go into that, I will say that officially he is listed on the injury report. Okay. All right. Just making, just making sure that that's clear because like you're saying, if there were that many injuries and just because he just doesn't want to play or whatever reason, and if he's not on the field and they lose again, then at that point, that's, that's pretty much the end of the line, at least on, on my end. So. I will say to to Thomas's comment here about do you think they'll be in the market for more players? Uh, The summer transfer window hasn't opened yet, but I don't believe Rick ruled it out today, is what he had to say. Got to bring those playmakers, man. I know Thomas was talking about it. uh, The only thing he said that's that's difficult on that, sorry, is that he's um, it's tough because the scouting budget isn't huge. Mm. Fair, fair. Um, And then just to. uh, before the Loudon game, I don't know if I'm crazy or not, but Lambert was supposed to start that game. Am I am I correct? And, and yeah, yeah, he was. It it was. I'm not sure if it was truly last minute. It was handed in before the squads went in, which is why he okay. was able to go on the bench. Uh, the problem they had was effectively he was just fatigued. He wasn't feeling too great. He'd had a really long couple of weeks to be fair with Jamaica, so mm. I understand that. Um, but hey, it's. It's tough. I, I don't know. Um Yeah. Well, um Koza, yeah, not not good that he's, you know, getting cramps and stuff. I'm I'm not sure if he's used to the heat already. Maybe that has something to do with it. Uh especially being in Phoenix coming from Nashville. Um uh I know Quinn was, you know, dealing with something. There was something that Rick said about Musa, which is he's still a little bit knocked up, but he has to play. Is that what I heard? Or 
they're kind of just getting desperate for him to come back at the moment. The problem is, is that Musa is very fragile at the moment, which is, that's tough. That's tough to deal with. And look, it's, I, I mean, the way that it was framed in that was probably, it sounds a bit harsh on, on okay. Musa. I mean, he's, he was injured, wasn't he? <laughs> you know, what, what's he supposed to do? Like, yeah, yeah. But I understand that there is a need for him to step up right now because mm. at the end of the day, this team needs him. Um, they will have Manuel yeah. Madrid back this weekend, which is another player back in the squad. Um, mm-hmm. He's suspended, of course, for the game in Loudoun. But I don't know. It's yeah. I mean, it feels yeah. almost like, as I know some of the comments in there where it's like, oh, great, we already know what the, uh, the excuse will be now if they drop points on Friday, which is that it's injuries. And... Mm-hmm. Whether justified or not, the problem is is that this team, probably by shooting itself in the foot, let's be quite clear in terms of not being clinical, uh, not necessarily showing quite as much desire properly as they should. Um, I, I, Don't say time, that, right? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I. We'll talk about that on Thursday for sure. But they've shot themselves <laughs> in the foot along the line, so that now by the time you get around to to this game and you'd say well to be fair they've got injuries it doesn't matter anymore you need points yeah, I get like, the results you know they, they, these are excuses that you can get away with if you were doing well enough but you haven't yeah. been mm-hmm. so what do you do from here we're gonna find out we're gonna find out on Friday and then uh, yeah Thursday just be on the lookout for our preview of the game against Las Vegas and uh, Owen get, guess what you get to go to Las Vegas again have fun oh no <laughs> don't remind me I know that. you love it up there Sin City baby oh. <laughs> all right guys let's take a quick break here with we'll ta- uh, before we talk about our next uh, topic uh, I want to talk to you guys about DraftKings if you guys haven't yet make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and when you use promo code PHNX new customers can bet five dollars on either NHL team that's in the stanley cup finals right now and if you bet for them to win either uh for either team to win you can get 100 and dollar 100 in free bets no matter what so that's uh that's promo code phnx at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the stanley cup finals uh you do have to be 21 and over to gamble arizona only new customers only minimum five dollar deposit restrictions apply and you guys can check out the show notes for more details yeah we'll see those uh i I'm guilty of not watching the, the games, but, you know, thanks to our friends at the PHNX uh, Coyotes, I try to keep up with the Stanley Cup finals, you know, that way we can have a little bit to to talk about. But I, apparently the, the games have been super crazy with Colorado winning one by a crazy amount of uh, of goals and then uh, Lightning uh, uh, winning as well. So it's, it's crazy. Always a good time in the Stanley Cup finals. Anytime there's like an NBA playoffs or finals and all that stuff, you want to you wanna throw in some bets in there, get some money. So I should have downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. All right, Owen, um, let's wrap up here. Uh, which one do you want to talk about, U.S. Open Cup or talk about the, the USL action? Should we talk about the Open Cup first? Let's talk about the Open Cup. Let's do it. All right, so the U.S. Open Cup quarterfinals kickoff today. The first game will be LA Galaxy versus Sacramento Republic, who themselves are coming off a victory last weekend. Um, that one should be interesting. Uh, Sacramento sat down a lot of their players, so uh, their their key players on um, this weekend, and they actually got a result. So they they're going for the cup. You know, we'll see if they can get that result against Galaxy. We'll see, won't we? Uh, the speaking of DraftKings, they're not particularly favoring them at the moment. Mm, Plus four twenty five on Sacramento for tonight. So I mean, I don't, I don't know. Five bucks. I don't know. You never see know in these Open Cup games, do you? Exactly. Because you never know what kind of team they have. At- the other side's gonna put out. Um, yeah, Galaxy did not look great this weekend either. So I'm just saying, you know, put some money on that. We'll see. Uh, the other games are New York, the uh, Red Bulls, not the Baby Bulls, the uh, the Big Bulls <laughs> against uh, New York City FC. Bulls. <laughs> and then uh, Sporting Kansas City versus Union Omaha. That's what I'm. Root- that's what I'm rooting for. I'm putting all my money on Union Omaha. Let's do it. You putting all your money on Union Omaha at plus five fifty. Let's go. Let's do it, oh. man. I'll put Let's it. Do it. Bucks? Let's do it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll even screenshot it on, on Twitter for you. Drink some Ramon if he, uh, if I hit, if he hits. <laughs> um, and then the last one is Orlando city versus Nashville. I think that's kind of like the most boring one out of all of them, but that's just me, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, predictions here, Owen. Oh, I will take one of the two USL sides. I won't tell you which mm. one of the two will go through. 
Union we will have one lower division side in the semi-finals of the Open Cup. Fingers crossed. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I just hope Galaxy and Sacramento have a really good game. We'll see. We'll see tonight. I think they kick off at 7.30, so right after the show. You guys can go watch it. We'll see what happens. All right, y'all. Let's talk about uh, week 15 of USL action. Uh, a lot of interesting games here. I caught the Detroit versus El Paso game on ESPN, and that was really fun. I know we're not a... Uh, you know, huge fans of Detroit here, <laughs> but uh, it was just fun to have them on ESPN, first of all, and then just to see the crowd and just to have an early morning game. You know, we don't have Premier League right now, so that's typically what I would watch Sunday mornings, but having that game on quite early on. Well, I gather that it actually managed in terms of viewership to outdraw an MLS game that was on ESPN2. That's what I was just going to talk about. I have it right here. So yeah. 197,000 people tuned in to watch USL championship action on espn on sunday morning that is pretty good it is good it is good so yeah we'll see i i hope hopefully they can schedule more more games right there and i think it's just the perfect time especially now with like these european leagues that you know out of uh they're not playing right now so it kind of just gives you something to watch in the morning as well so super cool stuff um any other results that uh you took a look at this weekend tampa bay rowdies won charleston battery won oof Look at that. Now, Tampa had more opportunities, but mm-hmm. just couldn't make it happen. And so Charleston, with their one shot on target, one shot on target, and get an equalizer. So it's that's a bad result for Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, the other one was Colorado at home against Indy 11. Colorado got the win four to three. That was a fun game. I caught the highlights, yeah. you know, and uh, could Let's could go. that be a could be that uh could that be a preview of uh the final maybe uh, at the end of the year we'll see we'll see we'll I don't see. know it was we'll just see. pretty fun um other games uh, yeah we talked about Detroit Sacramento two zero over L A Galaxy and then San Antonio tied with Oakland Roots at don't home. get RG- can we say R G V beating Pittsburgh in there I saw that no we didn't talk about that yeah. that's great yeah Pittsburgh I feel is that two back to back losses. They, they definitely, yeah, because they lost to Charleston, didn't they? So they're slowing mm-hmm. down. They're slowing down. And I'm not sure quite what it is, but Bob Lilly's going to have to work that one out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Louisville took uh, care of uh, their home turf, uh, beating Orange County 3-1. to one. So pretty good action. Uh, do you want to talk about the midweek games? Because there was uh, some interesting news coming out today about one of those games. Yeah, so one of those games has been postponed, funnily mm-hmm. enough. Hmm. I wonder who. Who could have postponed a game today? They just find all sorts of dates in their calendar, apparently. I don't know. (laughs) Could it be Uh, a certain New Mexico United? Maybe? mm -hmm, I see that. The team that don't have any dates available to play and yet managed to just pull out another date that Rising would have been available on. Today, oh, here's another one. Just found one. (laughs) Yeah, I. It really raises questions, doesn't it? Because I mean, right? Let's let's just be flat out here, right? Whether you (laughs) like like it or not, whether you think that no, here's the thing. Seriously, now, whether you think that New Mexico should have had the right to reschedule it when they did or not, the thing that we have established now, flat out, is that they lied. Their comments at the time were that there were no other dates where that would have been possible. All of a sudden now, there's more dates that it would have been possible. Now, if you want to argue again that they had every right to do what they did, that's fine. That doesn't excuse them making stuff up and trying to make this case that, well, we didn't have any choice. No, you did. You Mm -hmm. made a choice. Yeah, and it looks worse the more you continue to reschedule games. (laughs) Yeah. This is the second one now. So, yeah, it's not. there's just no way of winning that. Uh, so, yeah, the, the game was supposed to be RGV Toros uh, visiting New Mexico United. Uh, that has been postponed. Uh, but the other game is Tulsa visiting Memphis 901 at their house. So we'll see. We'll I'm see not how looking that... past Memphis for that one. I'm really not. Should be good. Should be a good game. All right. Well, uh, anything else, Owen, you want to talk about? We have 50 minutes. It's more than our usual <laughs> shows. We, we, but... we feel like we're hitting towards the end. But there's a couple of things we should hit probably, isn't there? Let's do it. Couple of things. Uh, do you want to talk about our uh, new product again? Once again, uh, we're talking about Four Peaks Brewing Company. I was going to talk about the uh, 
little scarf we've got here. The scar scarves, yeah. So if you guys haven't yet, make sure to support us here at PHNX Rising by going to phnxlocker.com and purchasing your very own PHNX Rising scarf. Summer weight supporter scarves are now available. Uh, you guys can also purchase that shirt as well. You guys can have your own very PHNX shirt as well, but uh, make sure to do the scarves. Uh, it, they're great, man. I know it's pretty hot right now, but, you know, they're they're lightweight. You can take them to the games. You guys can put them up high, you know. And like I said, if we get to 650, 650 followers, I'm going to be giving one out. We're at 612 right now. So it's looking pretty good. So a few more followers, guys. We'll do a little drawing and we'll get you a scarves. But if you don't want to, you know, leave it up to chance, go to phnxlocker.com and purchase your own PHNX Rising scarf. And, of course, looking ahead to Friday's game, uh, convenient little clash of a... Uh... PHNX and Phoenix Rising, of course. Because the official yeah. watch party for Phoenix Rising is going to be held at the uh, brewery of the official beer of PHNX. That's right. So if you guys go to Four Peaks Brewing Company in Tempe, you guys can check out the official watch party with Phoenix Rising over there on Friday. Get some. I saw the specials there, man. I kind of want to go now just to see if I can get get the rising lager over there and get uh, get some uh, to be part of some of those deals. But if you guys uh, weren't aware, Four Peaks Brewing Company is the official beer of PHNX. So if you guys want to support not only Four Peaks Brewing Company, but also us here at PHNX Rising, you guys can definitely check them out this Friday and also catch some rising action. So I think you're just winning across the board if you go. I remember, uh, you, go you can. Remember, you, you've got to have that rising lager because I can't and I have to endure the thrill of Cashman Field. You love it over there. It's like it's like so bad you love it now. I definitely, definitely do not. <laughs> What's the name of the Elvis, half Elvis impersonator? Oh, Cash the Soccer Rocker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. As long as they don't have that tunnel again, I'm <laughs> I consider that a, a, a W. <laughs> Oh, the C- Colleen the Colon. Oh, my God. When you say the name. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to Michael's comment here, yeah, hopefully there is less sexism this time because, quite frankly, I think last game left us with a really bitter taste in our mouth, didn't it? So we'll we'll get on to that, I'm sure, on Thursday. But, hey. Lots we'll, to talk we'll about on Thursday. <laughs> All right, y'all. talk about on Thursday. Always, always. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Bobby, Rye, Peyton, Thomas. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find everybody. PHX, Rising Nation. I haven't seen them in a long time. Um, them in a long time. Uh, let's see. Thomas. I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. John McPherson, John Schultz. I, I feel like we always see a new comment here popping up each show. So I really appreciate that. And if you guys want to tell other Rising supporters to check us out, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 6 p.m., usually 6 p.m., unless Owen doesn't want to. I'm just kidding. But, uh, but yeah, happy to have you guys here. Always a uh, good time with y'all. Uh, we will be back on Thursday night, 6 p.m., and then uh, we'll do the post-game show um, on Friday live from Cashman Field. Owen will be uh, reporting from there. All right, y'all, thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. Owen, any last words? I feel like that's just about it for me. <laughs> All right, y'all, have a great night. Take care.